0: Hey, it's Andrew Limbong. You know that there's nothing quite like discovering a great book, you know, one that you see yourself in or makes you think about the world a little differently or just helps you make sense of it. Maybe this show has pointed you to a book you couldn't put down or given you a great gift idea. Well, today we're hoping you can help us out. NPR and this show depend on listener support of local NPR stations. All you have to do is go to npr.org donate. Thanks so much. Hi, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. In 1964, a 31-year-old salesman named Frank Stafford walked out into the streets of Harlem and saw two policemen beating up a kid. He asked why, and the cops turned their sights on him. James Baldwin wrote about this incident and what inspired it in a piece titled A Report from Occupied Territory. He wrote, No one had, as yet, been charged with any crime, but the nightmare had not yet really begun. The salesman had been so badly beaten around one eye that it was found necessary to hospitalize him. Perhaps some sense of what it means to live in occupied territory can be suggested by the fact that the police took him to Harlem Hospital themselves nearly 19 hours after the beating. That piece was a key bit of inspiration for today's author, Kwame Alexander, and his book of poetry titled Light for the World to See. It's a lyrical reaction to the murder of George Floyd and everything else surrounding it. And he told NPR's Rachel Martin why he felt it was important to respond using poetry.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter A People's History premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu.
2: If you're a business owner, you know these sounds mean sales. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. Whether you're fulfilling orders from your home office or warehouse, Stamps.com helps you stress less about mailing and shipping and spend more time doing what you love most. Listening to ASMR. I mean, growing your business. But as you grow, so does the need for efficiency. Stamps.com simplifies your shipping and mailing process. Import orders from wherever you sell online. Find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times. Instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers. And buy shipping and mailing supplies when you run low. Save time and money on mailing and shipping. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale.
3: By now, you all are familiar with Morning Edition's Poet in Residence, Kwame Alexander. But Kwame is also an award-winning writer, a book author. And we wanted to spend some time with him this morning talking about his newest work. It is called Light for the World to See, A Thousand Words on Race and Hope. And I am so glad to have you here this morning. Hi, Kwame.
4: Hey, Rachel. It's been a whirlwind of a year
3: it's been a whirlwind of a year. We haven't talked in so long. And I found myself over these many weeks and months, especially this summer, (sighs) missing you, missing um, poetry and our conversations. And now I know why, because you were busy doing something else, doing something that took more time and thought, right?
4: Well, I mean, as you know, Rachel, I believe in the power of poetry to engage with us, to inform us, to uplift us, to fuel our imagination in an immediate way that it can connect with us emotionally. I think that through the listening of a poem or the reading of a poem about the woes of the world, and we got a lot of woes right now, we can be inspired. We can be inspired to find the wonderful in ourselves and in each other. I think the weight of being Black was too much to carry for me for a long time. I didn't know how to find answers, to assert myself, to do something. And then a friend of mine sent me a quote by Toni Morrison that said, this is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. That is how civilizations heal. And so I wrote. I used my words to scream, to shout, to sort of lift up my voice to shine a little light for the world. I wanted to write this as a reminder to Black children and families to remember their humanity. I wanted to write it as sort of a wake up call to white Americans to to acknowledge and know the truth, to fight against the proclivity to maintain the hierarchy, Mm -hmm. whether conscious or not. I I think of these poems as sort of Negro spirituals in a way, which are timeless in their comfort, in their guidance and their roots, in praise houses, and ring shouts, and other informal gatherings of enslaved Africans who needed to express their sorrows and their hopes, waiting in the water. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Steal away to Jesus. That's what these poems are for me. They are psalms and balms for my soul, and hopefully for our souls, so that we can get on with the business of making the world a better place.
3: You wrote on the, the back, on the book jacket, that this is in the tradition of James Baldwin's A Report from Occupied Territory. And I sat with that work over the weekend, read James Baldwin's words, and it is eerie. Eerie doesn't really do it justice, the parallels to this current moment. What did you see in that? How did it help you understand what you needed to write right now?
4: Well, I think in the sense that Baldwin was crying out. It was a plea for our humanity, for the humanity of Black people, in particular of oppressed peoples in general to be recognized. I don't know if I'm writing a plea more so than I'm sort of making a demand and that I'm saying we've got to reclaim our own humanity and cannot allow ourselves to be defined by other people. The wound, the wound has been here. The wound has been here since, since Africans first arrived on these shores These episodes of police killings and brutality, you know, they've existed for 400 years. I wrote this to remind us of the tragedy, Rachel, while also showcasing the triumph. The only way, the only way for us to do things better in the future is to understand what we did wrong in the past. I do think that we are at a critical boiling point of resistance in America. And you see whites and blacks and, and all Americans coming together to stand up for what's right. You know, we've got to all say that we're fired up and we can't take no more. And I think that's what that's what's happening.
3: This is a collection of three poems, and I wish we had the time for you to just sit and read them all. But if you could just read the closing poem for us.
4: This is for the unforgettable, the swift and sweet ones who hurdled history and opened a world of possible the ones who survived America by any means necessary and the ones who didn't. This is for the undeniable, the ones who scored with chains on one hand and faith in the other. This is for the unflappable, the sophisticated ones who box adversity and tackle vision, who shine their light for the world to see and don't stop till the break of dawn. This is for the unafraid, the audacious ones who carried the red, white, and weary blues on the battlefield to save an imperfect union. The righteous marching ones who sang, we shall not be moved because black lives matter. This is for the unspeakable. This is for the unspeakable. This is for the unspeakable. This is for the unlimited, unstoppable ones, the dreamers and the doers who swim across the big sea of our imagination and show us and show us the majestic shores of the promised land, the Wilma Rudolphs the Muhammad Ali's, the Althea Gibson's, the Jesse Owens's, the Jordan's and the LeBron's, the Serena's and the Sheryl's, the Reese Whitley's and the undiscovered. This is for the unbelievable, the we real cool ones. This is for the unbending, the black is the night is beautiful ones. This is for the underdogs and the uncertain, the unspoken but no longer untitled. This is for the undefeated. This is for the undefeated. This is for you and you. And you, this is for us.
3: That was The Undefeated, a poem from Kwame's new book, Light for the World to See, A Thousand Words on Race and Hope. For information about Kwame's readings, check out his website, kwamealexander.com.
4: My friend, thank you for this. Thank you for listening, Rachel.
0: Thanks for listening. And remember, visit donate.npr.org to support your local NPR station today. And Thanks.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore. A new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics. Built to move in. Styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when you sign up today at ixl.com/npr.
4: What does it mean to be black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as black experiences, you'll hear it means everything.